My brothers and my sisters, uh, we have gathered here today for another Humble Podcast Brag Podcast with your host, uh, Zachary Dupre. Hello? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Thank you for doing this podcast. Um, So, guys, this week is my guest, Madison Payne. She is the daughter of Shelly Payne and Jay Payne. And she, you just made your top alcohol your debut at Atlanta last weekend. Yes, I uh, did. How, uh, how was that experience for you? It was good. It was really fun. I hadn't been in the car since November when I got my license. So I really just wanted to get some runs in. And to be able to just go out there and run someone else and have someone in the other lane was really fun. And it was a good experience for me. I learned a lot. You actually, uh, you were, your first pass was next to uh, Megan Smith, who was also making her debut. And uh, they said, I, I didn't watch the, the live feed, but uh, Red Drag Race Central, and they said you couldn't back up from the burnout. Yeah, I couldn't get the car into reverse. And next thing I know, I called over Zach, who's in front of the car, and he couldn't get it in reverse either. And then everyone was around my car. And they began pushing it back. And it was Dwayne, actually. He came up to the side of the car and finally got it into reverse. And then I was able to back up. Oh, that's, that's good. Man, I would have been, that would have been nerve-wracking, your first pass. Yeah, it didn't go the way I wanted it to, you know. I, I kind of had some nerves going into it, just being out of the car for so long and not really having that many passes. So for that to happen, it was, it was kind of funny in the end because we made a good pass. But afterwards, it was like I didn't want any problems, and then I had that problem, and then we got it out of our way. We were good for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, how many how many passes do you actually have in the car? Before Atlanta, I had two half track passes and two full passes. And did you you make those license passes in Vegas? Maybe. Yeah, I made them at the Vegas Divisional, the last race of the year. Oh, okay. And. Uh, how did that come about with you driving uh, Dwayne's car? Well, Dwayne is a family friend. Him and my dad were both sponsored by Peak, so we were always pitted next to each other, and we became like family. And he, he approached my parents about doing it early last year, and I really didn't know anything until the last minute. I wanted, Are they surprised you? Kind of. I was That's in badass. Indy. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Indy, the one in August, not the U.S. Nationals. And right. I was at Dwayne's pit, and he told me to get in his car, and I got in his car, and we went through the whole procedure, and I didn't really think anything of it. I thought, well, you know, that's interesting, and I went back to my pit, and my mom was like, where were you? And I told her, you know, I was in, I was at Dwayne's pit, and we went through the procedure. Do you know what that was about? And she was like, oh, yeah, if you want, we're, we're going to get you licensed by the end of the year. So that was how it came about. <laughs> If you want, what well, yeah, I want to. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited. But it was kind. Of, I didn't. I didn't know until they kind of had it all figured out before I found out. Right, and I'm sure you've you've watched thousands and thousands of runs down down the drag strip and the alcohol classes. But actually getting in the one the first time, how different did you think everything was going to be? Um. You know, to be honest, I kind of had no 
expectations. I, w- I was just, I was really focused on the procedure. I wanted to get through that and do everything on my part right, especially it being Dwayne's car. So I was more focused on that. I didn't even really think about what I was actually doing I'm right. in the car. And I was strapped in. I remember I was strapped in and my friend Mike was around and Mike came up to me and told me good luck. And he was like, you're okay. Because he could tell I was a little bit nervous and I never get nervous. And it all kind of just hit me when I was strapped in the car. And I was like, well, it's too late to think about it now. Yeah, that's the two things I was going to ask you is like when when you're strapped in there, your first time making a hit and the guy in front of you is all right, light them up. And they, they start they turn the car on and then it switches to nitro like that right there would have been the craziest thing to me. It was, you know, the first time I remember the first time I was in the car, I just wanted to do everything right. Like I said earlier, procedure wise. So I did that. And then I remember I was pre-staged and I took a breath and then I turned it over to nitro and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, you could feel it. It was, it was a different feeling, and you knew you were about to go. It was so exciting. Right. And um, did you growing up? Did you always think that you would you would drive an alcohol car? I didn't know if I was going to drive an alcohol car, but I always knew I was going to race. Right. I really wanted to get into. I well, what I really want to get into one day, hopefully, is a pro mod car. Ah. But your I, mom I, and your dad both drove pro mod for a long time. Yeah, yep. They both did good in that class, so hopefully, if I ever get there, I can do good too. Did you uh? Did you start out in the juniors? Um, I raced a couple junior races, but I never really, I never really got into it. Um, I was having more fun watching my dad at his races than going to a junior race. So I only lasted about four races, and then I was bored. He was done with it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is not fun. I, I mean, I drive on the freeway with my – my mom drives faster on the freeway than in these cars. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fun to watch, and I, I think it's great for the kids, but, you know. Well, the crazy thing I think of is now they're they're running kids at five, five years old now. You can get in the junior dragster. And I'm like, I didn't even know how to tie my damn shoe. I know. You know, I I see some five-year-olds sometimes, and I'm like, you know, these kids need to be put on a leash. They shouldn't be in a car. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's nuts. So when did you start? You ran Super Comp, right? Yes. Well, when I was younger, I really loved go-karts, and that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to go up to shifter karts. I did that after juniors, and that's all I wanted to do. And then it conflicted with my parents' racing schedule. And obviously, that's a little more important than mine. Right. So I waited a little bit. And then I got into Super Comp. And I've been doing that for a little over a year now. So how is it switching from Super Comp to an A-Fuel car? I mean, I'm sure that there's it's three and a half seconds difference, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Super Comp car, it gives me an advantage because... Now in the super comp car, I feel like I'm going a lot slower. So hopefully you can judge the stripe better. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll help me watch the stripe. So. <laughs> but I would have to say I was surprised because with the alcohol car, you know, you're going so much faster than super comp. I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to know where I was on the track the whole time. Right. Because when you're licensing, you know, you have to go to a certain cone the first time. But even though everything's kind of blurry, you still know where you are. 
so I would equate this is gonna sound really dumb, but I would equate the top alcohol dragster leave launch kind of like a super cop car when it doesn't have the throttle stop on. Right, just full throttle. Yeah. And let off the trans brake. Hmm. Yeah. The super comp one feels like it launches a little bit harder sometimes because in the in the alcohol dragster I have a helmet strap so my head doesn't go anywhere in the super right. comp or sometimes I hit the roll cage really hard. Ooh. When it's off the stop. When it's on the stop I'm fine. But <laughs> now is it is it different from you uh from releasing a button to go into a handbrake on the on the launch for an alcohol car? Um, I mean, yeah, it's different, but it it it's different, but the whole procedure is different, so I can't right. equate the two. But I mean, in the super comp car, I like that because you know you know when you had a good reaction time and you know when you had a bad reaction time. I can't I can't guess my reaction times in the dragster yet, so that's something I want to work on. Right, and I think a lot of people don't realize how crucial the burnout is backing up. And actually getting the car to the pre-stage beam of like how much you let off the clutch when you push the clutch back in. And I don't think a lot of people realize how hard that actually is to be that consistent. Yeah, you know, you want to do everything the same so you don't affect the ET of the run. And, you know, it also has to do with how long everything takes you to get ready, you know? Right. Um, That had to be... I think it had to be a bittersweet moment because, like, you made your debut at Atlanta, and it was their last race. It had to feel kind of, kind of strange in a way. You know, it was really strange because I remember Atlanta, and I remember all the memories I have from that track. But it was kind of cool because when I got to the track, I actually didn't know that was my mom's first race win was at that track. Yeah, and I remember seeing my dad win at that track, so. For it to be the last race there was kind of special because that was my first race, so I'll always remember it. That's awesome. Yeah. I've uh, I've never been to Atlanta, but you know, I guess I'll never go now, but <laughs> it always seemed like a pretty cool track. It is a great track, and it's one of those tracks that always has, that always sells out, you know? Right. The yeah. Atlanta drag racer market is huge oh, down yeah. there. I, I can't believe they're shutting down the track because... I mean, the atmosphere at Atlanta is awesome because it's just a whole bunch of people and everyone's just there to, to see racing. They're all in the stands because a lot of the time at races, you know, people are just there to see it and they walk around. And But at Atlanta, they the fans were in the stands the whole day because I went up there a couple of times and it was always the same people around. Oh, that's cool. You never see that. Usually by the time the pros leave, they're, people are out, out and about walking around the pits. Oh, yeah, because I was up there watching alcohol after I lost. And, I mean, I was surprised by how many people were still in the stands. Dang. Um, do you do you feel it's a disadvantage to only get you – only, you only had two sessions for qualifying. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I, I think seat time is the, the best way. You know, it's the, pretty much the only way to get comfortable in the car. Yeah. Honestly, having two qualifiers sucks because – I, I really thought, well, coming out from the Vegas National where they gave alcohol four qualifying sessions. Oh, shit, they did, didn't they? Yeah, they gave them four sessions when we usually have three. I mean, no one's going to complain about having an extra session. But then right. we to Atlanta, and they cut one of our sessions, and there's no reasoning behind it. And 
I would have really liked to have that run just to have seat time, but also just to get the, you know, just to get more information on the car. Right. Now, the, it went, uh, what did it run first session? 534 zero? 534, yeah. In the second session, you were actually, you were hauling ass. You were going at least in the 20s. Oh, yeah. To 330. Yeah, it would have been a 20 run for sure. But I got near the wall and I I kind of brought it back and then it was still a little bit to the wall and Dwayne and I had talked that morning about overdriving. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I got it back in a good position, but it was already too late, so I lifted. But, I mean, that was good experience, too, because all of my passes so far had been, you know, right down the groove. Right down the groove. So. Did you... uh? Did you make a full pass in the right lane? No, I didn't. That was no. my run in the right lane. Cause, ah, yeah. Because there's a there's a huge bump like half track at Atlanta that you can't miss. Oh yeah, there's there's there was a bump in the left lane too, right around the finish line. Did Did you feel it when you shut the when you shut the car off? I only felt it one time, but you know. The second pa- or the second pass, I was in that lane. I wasn't going fast, so I probably just missed it. But my my first pass out, I felt it a little bit. But I mean, you're going so fast; it does you can only feel it for a second. It doesn't really affect anything. Right. It, it's um. It's and you know Dwayne, Dwayne's a, an awesome guy. I've I've met him quite a few times. Him and uh, his daughter Whitney and Ryan, they're they're awesome people. And to be able to get that opportunity to drive his car, that's, that's got to feel pretty good, you know, that he asked you asked you to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm really lucky because, you know, I love Dwayne as a person without the race car or anything. So when I got this opportunity, I felt really lucky. But not just to be in the car, but be, be able to do it with someone that I know so well and trust. I just right. feel lucky. And, you know, I love Whitney. I love Ryan. <laughs> I mean – Whenever Ryan gets back out racing, we always are somewhere close to him in super comp just so we can bother him. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. I like Ryan. Um, do you one day do you want to drive a top fuel car? Would that be in your you in know, your dreams? I would love to run a top fuel car, but ultimately, I don't want to say that's my goal, right? Because you know, I think Pro Mod would honestly be the most fun to drive. And also, Top Fuel is so hard to get to. You have to have so many connections. So and, much money. Yeah, if you don't have the connections, you have to have a lot of money. And I don't have the money. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, we're going to have to find some connections. Now, are you, uh, are you in, how old are you right now? 19. How old? 19. 19. So are you, are you in college still? Yes, I am. I'm a freshman in college right now. Ooh, what school are you going to? I'm committed to LSU. Hopefully I'll get to go there next year. Go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. <laughs> I'm yeah. from Louisiana, so Tigers are always... Yep. You know how to spell go the correct way with the U and Yeah, an yeah, I'm Cajun, <laughs> of course. Yeah, but it... right now I'm just taking online classes because of Corona. Right. Oh, yeah. You're in California, which there are the restrictions still bad there. You know, it's kind of touch and go because on the news, they're trying to reopen everything. But 
the governor's trying to keep everything closed. So some people are following rules, but no one really knows what the rules are. I, I don't know what the rules are, but <laughs> it's kind of just masks all the time. But restaurants are finally open again. Which is That's good. good. You go out and do something. I know. There was nothing to do here forever. I mean, around the holidays, they reclosed outside dining so you can even go out to get did they really oh yeah it was horrible that's insane um so when's your next race in the in the a fuel car houston in two weeks houston in two weeks how many races are you scheduled for um i don't know we'll see i was gonna run uh pomona and vegas in the beginning of the year and pomona got canceled they got canceled yeah and Dwayne's car was in gainesville so it didn't really make sense to bring it all the way back for one race also you know we didn't think it was the greatest idea to have the four wide the four wide for your debut yeah Yeah. so we'll have been a little crazy yeah so we're readjusting the schedule right now i don't know what's to come but I'm excited for Houston. I'm going to be racing the alcohol car and my super fast car. So. Oh, you're pulling double duty. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah I just, um, it will be really exciting, though. It's the first race with my own super fast car. So, I'm looking forward to it. Now, uh, I I used to work at that track. It's a pretty cool track. I like it. At Houston? Yeah. So you, you know about all the bumps on that track, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right at half track, there's a there's big bumps in both lanes. Yeah. Um, so your uh, your whole family is you basically that's racing is all you've ever known. I'm assuming. Yeah. Because your dad, he's raced alcohol funny car forever. Your mom, she drove alcohol cars for like a year and then switched to top fuel for like six years. Your uncle drove a funny car for a long time. Yeah. Your grandpa, your grandpa is Brad Anderson. He's he's driven since the seventies. That's that's amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm re- I'm really lucky. But you know, when we say our whole family's racing, even when we're not at the track, we're still talking about racing and you know figuring out schedules. Our whole lives are technically racing in my family. So yeah, did you? I think my first race, I was one or two months old. <laughs> right, me too. Yeah, but, you know, my dad says he won that race, so that's when he decided he had to keep me. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your first memory at a drag strip? Um, I actually remember this really vividly. It, one of the memories is Atlanta. This is the, the I was the youngest. This is, um, we were in Atlanta, and it was raining, and my dad was sponsored by Valvoline. And they had this little Valvoline show car that was just for show, but mm-hmm. all the fans had left. So my dad convinced the guy at Valvoline to let him take a tie strap and tie it to his scooter and drive me around the pit when it was raining. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then my other memory was we were at Indy and my dad won the race. I don't remember if he won it in Funny Car or Pro Mod, but... He won the race, and we were all excited about that. And then Larry Dixon won the race, too. And, I mean, his wife is like my second mom. His his children are my best friends. And when he won it, my dad was doing something, so we had to kind of wait on the side. He might have been doing an interview. And we all climbed the fence for the sand trap, and Larry had his trophy, and we all took pictures. And that's what I remember. It was awesome. 
Oh wow, that's cool. I love Larry. He's he's a great guy. Yeah. He did um he did so much for my dad was the crew chief for Daryl Russell and when Daryl got killed, uh Larry and his wife they they put up the auction for the uh for the benefit for Daryl and I can never thank them enough for what they've done. Oh yeah, I mean they're great people. So say say you get in the pro mod, what kind of car would you want to run? A blower car or a turbo? I would want a blower car. I hate those turbo cars. <laughs> You're like Stevie Jackson. <laughs> I hate them too. You know? If I could drive like Stevie Fast and had a car like Stevie Fast, my life would be golden. That dude is such a certified badass. I love him. You know, my favorite thing is he talks a lot of shit, but he backs it up. So I he have respect for that guy. He does. He's so mouthy, but he, he will back it up. He will whip yeah. your ass on the starting line. There's no yeah. doubt. I love it. Who are your um? Who are your heroes? Like besides your parents and your eye racing? Yeah, I'm gonna say besides my family, so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Larry Dixon, um, Ashley Forsthood. Ashley Forsthood is probably my favorite driver of all time. Sorry to my family. I love them all and to Larry Dixon, but. Ashley was my favorite person. I was the most annoying kid in the entire world. My mom used to babysit her, so and she babysat me. So I thought that gave me the right to just follow her around. <laughs> to just annoy her? Oh, I would walk into her pit. Like, even when she was racing Fuel Funny Car, like, and had, you know, 30 crew guys working on the car, I'd walk right through the pit, go to the lounge. Even if she wasn't there, I'd wait for her to come back. I mean, she put up with me, too, so... <laughs> that's awesome yeah Ashley uh, she she was really good you know now she's she's married and has kids and doesn't drive anymore but I think she could hop right back in a funny car and be right where she was at oh yeah you know Ashley she was a great racer but she's a great person too and she did a lot for the sport you know so hope, maybe one day she'll come back that would be awesome I would be pulling out all my Ashley Force Hood t-shirts and follow her around again <laughs> Um, so as your, your parents gave you like a lot of advice about driving the car or they just kind of leave you alone? It's kind of interesting. Like when we were heading to Vegas the night before I got my license, they didn't really say anything. You know, they were just like, be careful, use your head, you know, right? we're driving to the track and they didn't really say anything. They were like, you know what to do? You know what to do? Even though they had not told me a single thing to do, it was all Dwayne. And they were like, do you have any questions? And I had a couple questions. But they don't really – they're more of the people that tell me what to do afterwards. They like to see what <laughs> on my own. So, you right. know, in Georgia, after the first run, when I couldn't get it into reverse, they have lots of notes for me. But <laughs> they, they've kind of stayed out of the way. I think they – you know, I kind of listen to Dwayne. Dwayne's my boss right now. So I'll ask them questions, and they give me little reviews. But for the most part, they've – they've been relaxed that's cool that's really awesome i figured uh your mom would be giving you a lot of tips and pointers but that's cool to know she leaves you alone and you know you're gonna have to figure it out on your own it's it's i don't think anyone can really they can tell you what to do but only experience is gonna you know make you know how to drive the car and what what not to do yeah and as for critiques you're right i get a lot more from my mom than i do my dad (laughs) I mean, your mom was a great driver. 
Oh yeah, she's a good driver, and she she'll tell you how it is. So yeah, I, she she bears no bones. Uh, yeah, so I mean, after after the first run, I remember I was waiting for her because I talked to Dwayne, and you know he's all nice, and I talked to my dad, and he was like, okay, good recovery. And then I, I asked Cheryl, uh, she works on Dwayne's team. I was like, where's Shelly? And she was like, I think she's in the stands. Why? And I was like, because Shelly's going to give me the truth. I might as well get it over with now. <laughs> now, did you did you run after your dad or before your dad? I'm so, the, what do you mean? The first run. Uh, did you all run after Funny Cars or before? Oh, my dad didn't run. Oh, he didn't run that race, did he? Nope. He, doesn't, he retired. Did he retire this year? Yep. I didn't know that. Holy he crap. retired, but, you know, he he already wants a new funny car, so I don't know what's going on. Dang. That's, I, I didn't know that. I thought he was going to stay out another year because of COVID last year. I He was going to stay out, and then some things happened over the off season, and he sold everything, and, you know, now everything's getting back on track, so he wants to get back out there, so I don't know. <laughs> he still got that itch. Oh, yeah. He's, he's bored to death out there. That's crazy. Um, so what are your, what is your plans, uh, I guess, to get more comfortable with the car? What do you think you need to work on as far as driving? Um, driving, I feel like now, since we've had a couple things that I've had to fix and I've had some problems, I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable with the procedure because I feel like I was just focusing so much on that because I was right. you know, not really that comfortable in the car that now that I'm feeling more comfortable, I just want to focus on my reaction time. Right. I mean, you weren't bad. You were like, what, 097 first like, round? Yeah, I was like 90 every time. That's not terrible. Not terrible, but I mean, it's not great. No, but I mean, for your first race. You'll be all right in the next race in Houston. Yeah, hopefully you'll pick up. Hopefully. I'm going to start drinking uh, Monster Energy or something. I don't know. <laughs> you you don't drink energy drinks? Nope. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I don't even drink coffee. Uh, I mean, I don't drink coffee either. I don't. All I drink is Gatorade and iced tea, to be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'll have a Dr. Pepper and slip up every now and then. I ne- my mom never let me drink soda, so now every time I drink it, I hate it. She did it on the- <laughs> Really? That's yeah. cool. Um, what else was I going to ask you? My mind just went blank. Um, so you have Houston coming up. It's in two weeks. Are you going to be doing any uh, regional races? I'm going to be racing the double Dallas points meet next weekend oh you are are they they're not running alcohol there are they yeah they are they are oh. they are but they're only running like um all the sportsmen they have a race thursday friday and then saturday sunday alcohol runs friday saturday for one hmm. race it's a little interesting they did that in phoenix last year so i don't know but yeah i'm going to that and that'll be exciting my parents are already there with my grandpa actually Oh really? Yeah, they uh they went to go pick up the our toter and our trailer and everything. So they're on the road right now, and then I'm gonna go to Dallas, and we're all gonna be on the road to Houston. So that'll be interesting. We've never been in a car together for more than about eight hours. So <laughs> it's only a six-hour drive from from Dallas to Houston. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just a couple of days.
family. We'll see how it goes. Oh yeah, it'll it drives me crazy sometimes. <laughs> so you, you are you running the the super comp car in Dallas? Yes, because Dwayne will be running Charlotte that weekend. Okay, yeah, they got the they got the four wide to Charlotte and then the double in Dallas and then straight to Houston. Yeah, because I wasn't gonna go to Dallas, but then like two weeks ago, we found out about this race that it was gonna be a double, and we were already headed to Texas, so. We said, why not? <laughs> you might as well, yeah. You know, it makes the most sense. You're going to be out there anyway, so why not go a week early? Now, uh, do you like bracket racing, or are you more of a heads-up kind of person? I don't know, because I've only been to two bracket races so far. And I enjoy bracket racing more in the sense where I feel like it's a lot more competitive. Cause right. Everyone out there that bracket races, I mean, they're practicing during the week. They're winning everything and running everything. If you're and not double O and dead on, you're, you're gonna, they're going to put your ass on the trailer. Yeah, I mean, you have to be fantastic. And I'm from California, so we have no, tr- you know, everything's closed. We have no tracks. We have no practice. But I feel like even though I don't get that practice going out there and racing against the best guys ever gives you practice, but it also pushes you to want to be a lot better. Right. Whereas drag racing, I like it more in the sense where I feel more comfortable there. I have a lot more runs under my belt. And it's fun that you're running the same numbers, you know, but I don't know. I I want to race bracket racing a little bit more because I feel like if you're a good bracket racer, you're going to be a good racer anywhere. Right. You can drive anything no matter what it is. If you look at like... um... Like Sean Langdon, he can hop in anything and just drive it. I I know. I mean, that guy, he's ridiculous. I tell him that too. I mean, I everyone who's everyone who I've talked to has told me though, if you can run, if you can run um, a pro tree and do and do bracket racing, you know, it's gonna make you a better driver. So that's why I've been trying to get into bracket racing because I had a I had a little uh short bad time last year a couple races i fell into a slump so oh really on the in the super comp side yeah there were like four races where i in a row where i mind you i don't i'm not saying i win anything because i don't win anything but for the most part i'm not a first round loser and i lost like four first rounds in a row i kept going like 001 red 001 red 002 red it was horrible Oh, that's that's gonna make you angry. Oh, I remember Indy this year it was my first time running Indy, and I was double one or double two red, and the guy against me was like a hundred on the tree and his car was on the track. I had never been so upset in my life. Oh, that poor Australian went down and threw my helmet right there. <laughs> oh, I gotta keep it together, you know. My- right. I, I'm not gonna throw anything. It it looks bad, but oh my gosh, on the inside, I was. I, I remember I got back to the trailer and I was like, I need, I just need 10 minutes. Nobody talk to me. It's okay. Don't say a word. <laughs> I just need my 10 minutes. Then we can all make our faces and our judgments at me. Okay. <laughs> well, I think a lot of drivers don't show their personalities, you know, nowadays, everything's so corporate now. Yeah. And when you do get that glimpse of, okay, they're, they lost, they're angry. Of course. I like it because it shows their true colors and that they're passionate about racing. You know, I agree because here's the thing. I remember there was one guy who used to race, and I remember he 
he lost his temper one time. And I thought, you know, it's okay. We all lose our temper. But then on the TV show, all they talked about was how hot-headed he was. And, you know, and they kept it going every race that he was a hothead. So it's kind of like it's good for the fans because they like to see the drama. They like to see people angry and, you know, do stuff like that. But Right. Oh, that was the – that was a Tanner Gray situation, I think. <laughs> oh, maybe, but I don't know. But when the when the interviewers drag it out forever, it leads racers to be more corporate because they don't want to be branded poorly like that. Right. Plus, if you say one one bad thing, you you might be out of a ride. You never know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a little tricky to navigate. Um, would you ever? Would you ever drive a pro stock car? I I love pro stock. I think pro stock's a great class, but that's I love pro stock and I would love to drive anything I can, but pro stock's my brother's dream. So I don't know if I could, I'd feel horrible. Oh, that's your brother's dream? Oh yeah. That's Ever weird. since he was a little kid, he doesn't even, he didn't even care about my dad's car. He'd go over to Pro Stock to <laughs> Like that's one person I look up to is Erica. Like she is, she's so clutch when it comes to hitting the tree when it, when she needs to. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, she's great. Four time champ. I mean, I think everyone in the pro stock category, for the most part, you have to be a great driver. That's true. Especially that's true. Especially this year, like with Dallas Glenn and. Kyle Koretsky and all these new guys who have been doing a really good job. It just keeps adding to the class and making it more competitive and more fun to watch. Right. They don't, they don't get enough TV time, but did, uh, did you watch, uh, y'all have they played the Lucas Oil show from Atlanta yet? No, I think they play it this weekend, but I don't really want to watch it. Because I know. <laughs> they they did an interview with my mom and I, and it was my, I don't do interviews, you know, I'm not, I'm just me, and it was my first one, and I was talking to Alan Reinhardt, who was interviewing me, and I realized the camera was looking at the side of my head. Oh, you didn't notice it? I think you could, like, see, I think you could probably see panic in my eyes, because I realized, like, I, my camera, and then the camera guy was, like, smile at the camera at the end of it, and he did a thumbs up, because we were smiling, like, oh, like, good job, you're doing it right, well, and I think you can just tell my <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man, that that does gotta feel a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But think it I mean, I don't know. It's okay. Do what? I said, yeah, I don't think it turned out well, but it's okay. And as for pro stocks, yeah. I don't think they give them enough time either. But I don't think that they educate the fans enough too about racing. You know, the fans are only as smart as you make them. Right. And if you're only talking about top fuel and fuel funny car, that's all they're going to want to see. Right. They don't. They don't actually. Uh, they don't get into the details of how hard it is to drive a pro stock. And if you miss a shift by 200 RPM, that's the end of your run. Or if you miss the light by, you know, you go 40 on the tree in pro stock, you might as well go to the trailer already. Top fuel and funny car, they don't have anybody. 
And it's like Pro Stock is representing, you know, they're getting people out to the track. I would give them more appreciation. Yeah, they they should. You know, they they can't even get full fields uh, in the fuel classes. And they give Pro Stock maybe five minutes of TV time. And it's like that's probably one of the best classes out there as far as pure drag racing goes. Oh, yeah. That Pro Stock, Pro Mod and alcohol funny car are my favorite my top three favorite classes to watch without a doubt because you know the cars are great the performance of the cars are great and the performance of the drivers are great man alcohol funny car is a tough class the past four or five years oh yeah you know i i love top alcohol dragster too but top alcohol funny car to watch is crazy yeah if you're not if you're not deep in the 540s you're not going to win, I don't think. You have, like, uh, Annie Whiteley, Brian Howe, Doug Gordon. I mean, they're they're tough to beat. Your dad. Hello? Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um. Now, given the opportunity, would you drive an alcohol funny car? I would love to drive an alcohol funny car because I feel like they're crazy cars to drive. But if we're being 100% honest, I would definitely have to hit the gym. I'm not strong enough to drive one of those cars. No, that's what I was going to ask you was like um, driving the A-fuel car, like holding the brake and stuff. I remember um, when uh, Hillary Will was driving the top fuel car, she she couldn't really hold the brake still. And I'm just wondering, how, how actually heavy is that the brake handle and the clutch pedal and all that? Well, it was a struggle for me, if I'm being honest. Um, like, when I was licensing, I rolled a few... And then this race... thousand horsepower but it 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 took a lot to hold the brake back it took more than i expected i mean one run i was focused on making the car not roll an inch or even a centimeter my i got out of the car my hand was red i was holding on to the brake so hard wow that's crazy do you actually uh now do you go to the gym and work out and all that stuff no no, no. my mom I wouldn't like, either <laughs> yeah um a lot of a lot of drivers do nowadays and uh it, it's weird to think like back in the 80s and stuff in the 90s they didn't even think about doing any of that oh yeah no you know if you work on the car you get enough muscle <laughs> that's true it's okay do you, do you actually work on 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 the cars themselves I don't work on Dwayne's car. He has his own operation and everything. For my dad's car, I used to work on it. And then when I started racing supercar, job one time and I got fired. So <laughs> at his, his last season, I wasn't working on the car. And then for my supercomp car, we'll see. We'll see what problems come arise. <laughs> That's uh, didn't did you qualify number one last year at Vegas? And super comp? Uh, 
um at Pomona. Pomona. Yes. Oh, the the Winter Nationals. Yes. Hmm. You went uh, you went pretty deep into the into the field. Didn't you go yeah. like four rounds? Yeah, Pomona's been good to me. I've gone four rounds both times, so hopefully I can keep it up. But yeah, I I think the first Pomona fourth round I had a rookie mistake. I I I uh, couldn't see. I don't know. Maybe I can't see at night. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Uh, I can see at night. But <laughs> the way I was sitting in the car, I had a seat pad, and my seat pad fell out. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. So I, from the glare from the lights, I thought that the other guy had stayed. So I got on the throttle and had my finger on the button. Well, then I tr- I kind of moved around and realized he wasn't staged. So I got off. Well, then when I got back on the button, I didn't realize when you get off the button, stupid mistake, that it goes right into second, which I did, but I didn't think about it during the time. So right when I got back on the button, it wasn't stopped. It took off. It was horrible. Uh. It was, you know, just a mistake, but I mean, it's okay. It only yeah, you learn, you learn from those, I think, you know. Um, yeah. Mistakes make you a better driver, and you always, uh, you always wind up coming out better, you know, once you learn from them. Yeah. It, so, I mean, sometimes it might take three times. <laughs> <laughs> once was enough. I hope it doesn't happen again, but thank you. Um, oh, okay, that's what I was going to ask you next, was... um getting fitted for Dwayne's car because he's uh he's pretty tall right I'd say he's probably around six foot okay how tall are you almost five nine oh okay so it, it wasn't that big of a difference no, it wasn't. And, you know, Dwayne's pretty skinny because in Dallas I got the seat cord for his car and I didn't have my fire suit yet and I wore his and I was like, wow, this, is pretty, this isn't that big of a difference. <laughs> right. Um, so all the, everything felt pretty, not like super comfortable, but comfortable enough for you to drive it and stuff. It, you know, I couldn't sit high enough in the car. You felt like yeah, you were laid down almost. I just the way my the way I could see was I couldn't see the front tires. I was too low in the car, so that's why we got the seat port because I could see down the body, but I couldn't see the front tires. And and Dwayne was like, "You can't see the front tires. You can't." <laughs> right. So, uh, has Dwayne, he's, I'm sure he's, uh, he seems pretty methodical about his pro his approach to tuning the car and driving the car. And he seemed like he would be a really great teacher to actually teach a new driver on how to drive and how to execute, execute things pretty well. Yeah. You know, Dwayne's really smart, but he's also very patient. And that's yeah. one thing. That's one thing I told him. I really appreciate it because I can ask him. So I, mean, I really appreciate it. I'm really lucky. I'm sorry, you, you cut out for a minute. What, what was that last part? 
Oh, I said um, he's just really patient and he'll answer any one of my questions in great detail just so I feel comfortable in the car. So I, I'm really lucky. Right. You know, sometimes I think people, they say, oh, I'm, I'm asking a dumb question. But not really if you want to learn everything about it and how, how it works. Yeah, you know, there were some there were some questions that I had for Dwayne that I probably should have known just being out there for so long at the races, I mean. But there were some questions I just needed to double check. I wanted reassurance on. Right. Because I'm... Hello. Hello. So I don't know. Uh, I keep cutting out. Um, I got a couple more questions, and then we can wrap it up. But uh, so working on, like, working on the way uh, you stage the car and you you uh, put it in the stage. Do you um, do you feel like you've gotten comfortable with that so far? It's okay, Zach. I mean, get better Wi-Fi. Come on. <laughs> Tried. Uh, okay, back to you. What your mom was telling you now? Oh, I just told her after the run. You know, even though I lost, and of course I wasn't happy about that, but it was no one's fault. It just was our luck. I was so happy because I felt like I backed up, did everything. You know, in a good amount of time to where when I was in the pre-stage and stage. I was relaxed. I, I, I didn't have to worry about anything, and I got to take my time. Mm-hmm. It just went so much smoother than all my other runs that I walked away happy with that. That's good. That gives you the confidence into the next race to be like, I got this. Yeah, it was a good end. Right. I mean, it might not have been the result you wanted, but at the end of the day, each pass you're learning new things. Have you had, to, have you had to pedal the car yet? No, I haven't. No. Nope. I've just had the lift. Have you felt it uh drop a cylinder or anything? Nope. No, no. Nothing nothing's gone wrong so far. I don't want to say that, knock on wood. <laughs> no. It's been pretty smooth for the most part. That's good. Yeah, That's awesome. you know, Dwayne's car runs well. I mean, he runs consistent and does great, so I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, he's always had a really good car every year. Yeah, he's always in the top five, so. No matter what. Now, um, was your do you think your parents were pretty nervous watching you instead of them not being in, in control? At the race or when I licensed? Both. Um, 
I think my dad was really nervous when I was licensing. There's a video of it, and my mom, I was in the right lane. My mom's standing right over the wall in the right lane taking a video, and my dad's over by the, over past the left lane watching on the scooter away from everybody. Oh, no. I mean, I was trapped in the car, and he comes up to me and goes, You okay? You okay? You ready? You ready? Okay, be careful. Okay, good luck. And, you know, I could tell he was nervous, but my mom was just like, It's fine. She's very zen. I don't think... I don't think she worries because she tells me before every run, you know, be careful, be smart, you know what to do. And as long as I agree with her, she's like, okay, it's fine, and kind of lets me do it. But my dad was nervous. For the race, I don't think my parents were nervous about me. I think they were kind of just nervous about the race in general, about it being my first race and everything that was going to happen. Right. Did you now? Did you, did you sleep at night, like before the race, before Sunday? Or, I was, I, you know, I was fine, but Thursday night before qualifying, I tried to go to bed, and then I couldn't go to bed, and then I went, I went through everything I was nervous about with my friend on the phone, just, like, to get it out of my system, and then I went back to bed, couldn't go to bed. I stayed up till like, 1.30 in the morning. Mind you, I went to bed at, like, 10. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm going to get some good night's sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, there was nope. no good night's sleep, but I mean, everything worked out. I was just, I had just felt like I had been out of the car so long that it was, it was keeping me up a little bit. <laughs> How long were you out of the car for? Like six, seven months? Yeah, since November. November. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Now, um. Before I head out, I have to go uh, do some mowing. <laughs> but uh, do you um, do you do you see yourself uh, eventually running for the championship one day? I hope so. You know, that's my goal. Is I'm anyone can say they're out there to have fun, but we're out there to win. Right. And I want to win and. I think I can win with a little more experience and some good luck on my side. And, I mean, with my family, I feel like I'm really lucky because not only can they give me advice, but if I get my own car, any one of them could tune it to be a great car. So, hopefully, one day, you know, we can get our own operation back again and run for a championship. But if I get my own alcohol car, we definitely will be. That's good. No, I I see a lot of – I see a lot of racers out there and they're, I think a lot of them are just out there to, to party and have fun and not, they don't take it serious enough. You know, I, I think a lot of people don't take it seriously. I just don't think, I think a lot of people think it's fun, but I don't think that they have respect for the cars, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But I also feel like a lot of people are just out there to have fun because they're, they feel like they're so lucky that they get to do it. You know, a lot of people don't get to race. And it's their dream just to go out to a couple races. That's true. That is true. So I feel like there's people who have fun because they don't respect it and they don't care. But there's also people that have fun just because they're so happy to be there. Right. And then there's the other breed of people who just all they do is want to (laughs) win. Yeah. (laughs) That's all they care about. (laughs) I want to win, but I want to learn, too. You know, anyone can win with a good car, but not anyone can be a good driver. So that's that's my goal is just to be a good driver. Now, after like after after the runs, are you are you in the lounge 
of the trailer, looking at the race pack and studying all the data too? Uh, after my run, Dwayne, I talked to Dwayne after every one of my runs just to see if he has any tips or any improvements. And then he shows me the computer and shows me where I could have done something different or what happened on the track or down my uh, through the pass. So he he shows he shows me all this stuff and goes over it, but he's the one that does everything. Right. Do you uh do you do you hit a, a hit a practice tree a lot? Or are you basically just in the car mostly? You know, here's the thing. I wish I could tell you I hit my practice tree a lot, and I used to hit my practice tree a lot with Supercom, but I actually do better when I haven't been hitting the tree. And I know that doesn't make sense, but when I just get in the car and think about it and don't think about it, I mean, I do right. a lot better because last year, I think I got in my head a little bit too much about the practice tree and about practicing and doing all this stuff. And then in G- like from January to my first race in the beginning of March, I hadn't hit a tree. And my first weekend out, every run I was double O something. So I don't know how it happened, but I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch the the practice tree and hope that keeps happening. <laughs> right. I think sometimes tree. you can actually over practice something and then you start almost thinking about it and getting in your head. And when it comes natural and you don't think about it, that's when you do you do better. Yeah, I think that's what I was doing is I was over practicing to where when I got in the car I was like I should be hitting it, I should be hitting it and I and I just wasn't and then when I wasn't thinking about it, I don't know. Maybe I was just getting lucky. I don't know how it happened, but it works better. <laughs> right. Well, all right, Madison, I got to go got to go finish this mowing real quick. But uh thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh Next time, I promise I won't have as many technical technical difficulties. That's okay. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Um, good luck in Houston, and go kick some ass. Thank you. I'll try. I, <laughs> I need the luck. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Right, bye.